0: Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17. Amen. We are picking up our service and we are picking up our lesson in our series, Restoring, restoring the, Breaches. the Breaches. And we all learned in previous weeks that we are using a natural example to teach us a spiritual lesson. And we, as we read here, we're reading that God is restoring the people of Israel back to Jerusalem God is trying to restore worship back into the nation. And as the people of Israel is coming back into Jerusalem, they see that the walls of Jerusalem has been torn down. The gates have been burned. And, 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 and God laid on Nehemiah's heart to go back to Jerusalem and restore his people back to God. Amen. And so he, 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 was, he, was, he, was, he had the burden to... Go back and restore the nation. Amen. And Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17 says this. Then I said to them, see the distress that we are in. How Jerusalem lies in waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. Verse 18 I told them of the hand of my God which had been good upon me and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said let us rise and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. As we said before we are in a time of this we are in a time of crisis and we we learned that distress exposes our breaches. It shows us where our vulnerable areas are where our weak areas are where we fall short every time and listen but long before this pandemic we've been had broken places There were broken places in our lives in our families in our homes in our marriages even in our churches and god is calling us in the midst of this pandemic in the midst of the distress To fix those broken places in our lives. Mm -hmm. And there are areas, breaches are areas of neglect. Meaning that we have been procrastinated. We have procrastinated on dealing with those areas in our lives that need fixing. Now in the midst of the distress, God wants us to deal with those areas in our lives that we have neglected. Amen. It might. Listen. It might just be even in our hearts. God is telling us to fix our hearts. And we've just been neglecting that. Breaches are areas where we are giving place to the devil. Meaning that we have an open door for the enemy to come in and discredit us. Amen. And we, back, we, we go back in that time over and over again. Amen. Breaches are areas where we have gaps. Meaning gaps in, in where we have decided not to learn in knowledge. Decided not to learn in our character and in our conduct. To, you know, in our conduct and how we behave ourselves. Breaches are also areas where we have simply not prepared. Every time we get to a certain level or a certain place, we just all the time, we're there unprepared for what's coming. God wants us to restore those areas. In our lives we said that the intent for this series is to strengthen those areas in our lives that are vulnerable God wants us to be strengthened in those areas that are vulnerable we said that the purpose for this series is to vote, motivate us to do the work see I'm giving you the tools you have to do the work amen we said that the goal for this series is to rise and build. We have to rise and build. Amen? In our earlier lessons, we learned some things. We learned that. We learned the origin of, 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 of our breaches. And where do these breaches come from? Where did these broken areas come into our lives? Why do we have gaps in our lives? And why do we have areas of repeated failure? And, and we learned in previous weeks that the origin of every breach is sin. Sin is designed to destroy. Just like lies are. You know, when you say a lie, what happens? You have to what? Tell another one. And eventually you get so deep in it that you forgot what lies you even said. And so sin is the same way. Sin starts small, but then it begins to grow. And eventually it begins to take over your life and eventually brings destruction. Sit, Listen. Breaches expose me to consequences I were never intended to have or deal with. Right? And breaches exposes me to a life that I was never intended to have. You look back, I look back at mine. There's some things I went through. That for sure, if I would have made some better decisions, I would have never went through them. And, so, and breaches so breaches causes us to go through things that we were never intended to go through. And it exposes us to death in areas that God intended for us to have life in. But we also learned that there is a, a, a hope to the damage, on repairing the damage. We said that our hope and how we repair, we repair this damage is by us having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's the beginning. Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, developing a relationship with Him, and Him empowering you to overcome. We also learned about the necessity of restoration. We learned that the necessity of restoration, we asked one question. We said, Why now, Pastor Will? And we said, Now is the time because our present distress, because we are in the distress and because we are being exposed to all our breaches. Now is the time. To repair those breaches. Distress exposes those areas that we have a breach in. We said, why now? Because it's a good work. Church, it's a good work to repair the breaches and the broken places that you have in your life. That's a good work. We also learned, why now? Because God is with you, you're not by yourself anymore. God will strengthen you and God is with you. The Bible says that when he said, when you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Meaning take what I've told you and take it in on the inside and don't harden it because it might be tough and it might be rough. But take it all in and understand that I'm with you every step of the way to overcome. And in our last lesson. We learned that if we are going to do this, we're going to have to develop a mind to work. I've always told people that if you don't have the mind to do something, you won't get it done. And so we said that in order to develop a mind to work, church, we're going to, each of us, have to take responsibility to restore our own breaches. And and, and this is Kelly's favorite um, statement. You cannot subcontract your work to someone else to do for you. God is calling you to restore your own breaches. And guess what? You are the best qualified to restore your breaches. There's no one in this world more qualified than you to restore your breaches. Amen? Amen. I'm almost there. I'm getting to our message. We each have the responsibility to repair our breaches in our lives, in our homes, in our families, and most importantly, in our churches. Amen? We learned that in order to develop a mind to work, we got to develop a mind to endure. And we said the word endurance means sustained effort. It means that you, your effort has to remain the same all the way through, from beginning to end. We also said, in order to develop a mind to work, that we have to develop a mind to sacrifice. A lot of people don't, don't really like the word sacrifice. We have to sacrifice. Amen? And we also said, in order to develop a mind to work, we're going to have to develop a mind to finish. A lot of us get to the finish line and quit. Now, you don't have to raise your hands. But I guarantee you, there's been, many of us have gotten to the finish line, and as we get there, we quit. We have to develop a mind to finish what we started. Amen? Now, right now, now, for the rest of my time, you can subtitle the message today, "The The Cost of Restoration. The Cost of Restoration. Listen, I'm going to give you this statement, and I want you to write this down. Breaches often persist in our lives because we don't pay the cost. Breaches often persist in our lives lives because because we don't pay the cost or because we think we're unable to pay the cost. In other words, oftentimes when I'm giving advice or counsel to someone and the person is telling me what they're going through and I give a solution, the response most of the time is that, well, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, that's too, just much. too much. And, and, and we have we to, have understand, to understand, understand that in order, that in order, in order for us, us to restore, to restore, restore something, something there, has there has to be a cost a that, has that has, to be, has to be paid. See, Jesus, Jesus has to had pay to with pay his, pay his life. life in order to restore, to restore the biggest breach in the world. He had, he, had repair. Repair. he had to repair, he had to repair, and he had to, he restore, had to restore with his life. His life. So, he, so sacrificed he sacrificed his life, his life in, order in order for, for us, us to have, to have, have life. life. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, a and a lot of the times of the time when I, speak, when to I somebody, speak to somebody, they say, somebody they say, you, say you know what, what pastor, you pastor Will, you right. Like, like, I know what I, I, I got to do. I just, I'm not willing to do that. So my question question to you is is, when I hear somebody somebody say that, that, is is they're telling me they're willing to live with the distress distress that they're in 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 order for them to pay the cost to restore the the situation. I know. know. Listen, breaches breaches often persist persist our our health. You can tell with your health or our health that if you don't eat right, eventually, young people, listen to me, eventually you will get old. That will come. That's something you cannot stop. And eventually, health conditions will come. See, so you have to make the necessary necessary adjustments adjustments now. Now. So when you get to my my age age, or a little little older, older, your your health health can be good. good. See, a a lot 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 of people people understand understand oftentimes oftentimes, our breaches breaches persist, persist, our our finances being in turmoil. Because Because we're not willing to pay the cost in order for us to get our finances right. But watch watch this, this. watch what this this breach, breach, I mean, this crisis crisis and this this pandemic pandemic did to a lot of us. It made us realize realize where our finances finances really were. And a lot of people that that their finances finances wasn't wasn't in the right right place, place, they struggled struggled more than those those who have been working working on their their finances. finances, And now they find themselves themselves in a situation situation where they're in turmoil. But God wants us to be good stewards with our money. In other words, words, stop buying buying stuff stuff, just to buy stuff. stuff. Hello. Hello? I know it hurts, hurts, but but I'd rather tell you the the truth truth because because if you don't don't take take initiative or take take control control of your spending, spending, then you will never take control control of your your finances. You're always always asking asking God to bless bless you, you, but God can't bless you with something you can't can't handle. handle. Because God is a God God of order. order. And so, so he's telling you, you, I want your finances finances to get right. right. The way you do it it is be a good steward. steward. You know why people don't don't tithe? Not because they can't afford it. Because good stewards with their money. And I said last week that God don't need your money. If you're tithing because you think God needs your money and there's an amount to your money, then you have it all messed up. God is concerned with your heart. And I'm going to show you this in the Bible. He's concerned with your heart because he wants you to love him more than you love anything else in life. And if you have an issue with giving God 10% of what you have, it's not the money, it's the heart. I went off my notes. Let me ask you a question How do we get to the point of restoration? How do we get to that point? Well, I have an answer. You got to get tired and living in distress. How do you get your finances right? You got to get tired of living in debt. Over 60% of Americans live beyond their means. And I think the percentage went up. Meaning, this is what that means. That means that you're spending more than what comes in. That means you get paid $100, you're spending $150. And so you're digging yourself deeper in a hole every month. Because, oh, I'm moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Listen, things don't get better on their own, church. Actually, things get worse as time goes on. Not only things get worse, but things get passed down to those who come in behind you. If you don't restore them. Think about it. We're not good with our money probably because our parents wasn't good with their money. We're not good with certain situations probably because our parents wasn't good with their situations. And little by little, you're like, I'm nothing like them, but you are exactly like them because it passes down. And guess what? If you don't fix it, it's going down to the next generation. And I don't know what it is with the Hispanic and black community. mindset has to shift. Our mindset has to shift. We have to go from a point of there's two types of people. There's a person that works for money. You have to work to make a living. But then there's another person that has their money work for them. And so it's okay to work for money. But use your money in a way where your money can work for you. So then you can be a blessing to someone else. I'm teaching somebody something this morning. Somebody needs to hear this. I'm teaching somebody something this morning. Because I came from the same mindset. The harder I work, the more hours I put in, the more money I make. But the more I spend. Then I said, wait a minute. This cycle has to stop. I got to work hard, save my money and take my money and invest the money so it can do some me cuz I'm over here doing it for him. Come on now. Listen, I'm going to tell you right right up front front. what's the cost of restoration. restoration? I'm going to tell you right from from the rip, rip, all right? right? And And then we're going to chase it. it. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is that is, what is is. the cost of restoration? Well, listen, the cost of restoration, or restoration restoration is going to cost, you ready? Everything. Pastor Will, everything? Everything. I'm sorry, I wish I had, I wish I could tell you something else. But according to this word, restoration is gonna cost you everything. See, that's why when you counsel somebody and you tell them what is what's the cost, I ain't ready for that. I'm not ready. Listen, whoever tries to, listen, the Bible says this, whoever tries to save their lives is going to lose it. But whoever is willing to lose their life will save it. The Bible says, what does it profit for a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? And what would a man give in exchange for his soul? In other words, there's nothing more precious than giving everything else up for the life of Jesus. Listen, Paul put it this way. Paul said, I count all things as laws that I may win Christ. I want to be found in him he said not having my own righteousness he said i count everything but dumb but rubbish laws for that i may gain and win christ in other words, Paul said, I don't got it all together. Don't think I got all things all together. I don't. My life is still twisted upside down. I'm still trying to figure it out. But one thing I know, I press towards the goal to the yes, upholding of God. And I forget those Breach things it. which are behind me. Paul didn't get it together. He didn't have it together. We don't have it together. But it gives no excuse to restore our breaches. Come on now. Yes. I have three simple, but very difficult points this morning. And I'm probably gonna get through one. Because how many know paying for stuff always hurts? <laughs> Listen, my kids, especially little Will. Little Will, when he was young, for some, for some reason, reason, he can have a pocket full of money. We go to the store and we pick out, he picks out his little treats, and we get to the cashier, and all he does is, our little man pay for this. And he used to get mad because he used to have to take his own money to his own stuff. Okay, So I understand, paying for things is difficult. <laughs> Sorry, little Will. Restoring is going to cost you. What is it going to cost us? Come on, get it out already. All right, well, listen to this. Point number one, and it might be my last point of the day. Restoration Restoration is going to cost you things that you value. value. Watch this. What What I value 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 might might be the the issue. issue. What What I value value might be be the issue. issue. The reason reason I have broken things in my marriage and and broken broken things in my family, broken things in my home and broken broken things in my life. The reason why I have broken areas areas in my life life, and areas areas of repeated failure. It may be what I value. That's the issue. See, what I value may be keeping me in distress. What I value for me from doing what's necessary. It's like the rich young ruler. I just read that the other day. Goes up to Jesus and tells him, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus looks at him and says, sell everything you have, give to, give the, poor, to the poor, and follow me. follow me. And you know, I read that. He didn't tell him to give everything he has. He says, sell all you have, material things which you can get again. He says, give to the poor, not give everything to the poor, and follow me. And the rich, young ruler looked at him and said, I don't think I'm willing to pay that cost. I don't think I'm willing to pay that cost. He will rather give up eternal life for the things that he had knowing that he couldn't take it with him he valued what he had more than eternal life i sat down with this young man earlier it's like three days ago he's in my chair he's like man Struggling Finan- financially I said, alright, what do you have going on? What are your bills? What are your income? He was like this, that, this and that I said, okay, well listen You don't need a cable bill That costs 200 and something dollars You can take that off that's, that's, that's not a need That's a want Alright And he said, uh-uh, not my cable Uh-uh I gotta watch my games And listen to me I said, get Netflix He goes, "No ne- no games on Netflix He says, I got that too though And so, and so my thing is, my this, thing is right? this, right? You know you the know distress. You know what's know causing what's you causing a, crisis. a crisis, and you still, and you still understand, understand that, that, you, that you, this is the cause to, to restore this, restore this, this to repair, to this, repair this, this, to change, to change this. this, and yet, and yet you're, not, you're willing not willing to pay the, to cost. Pay the cost. Church, you Church, can't you restore can't without, without a costing you something that you value. Alright enough of me talking talking, right right? Let's go to the Bible This is what I love Let's go to Luke chapter chapter 14 And I'm gonna kind of like end with this at some point Luke chapter 14 Watch this. This is good stuff here. So pay attention, please. Luke chapter 14, verse 15 says this. Now, <clears throat> when one of those who sat at the table with him heard things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the, king, in the kingdom of God. And then Jesus said to him, He starts. He 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 begins to tell him a parable. He says, A certain man gave a great supper, and invited many, and sent his servants, at supper time, to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a, I have bought a piece of ground, meaning I just bought a property. I must go and see it. I asked to be excused. I said, I bought five yolks and oxen, and I'm going to be and I'm going to test them. I ask that you excuse me. Verse 20 says, Still another said, I got married. Boy, I got me a woman. I can't make it. I'm busy. I come. So that the servant came and reported these things to these mat to the to his master. Then the master of the house being angry said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in the poor, and bring in the, the, the maim and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done, as you commanded, and he and, and still there is and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled for I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste the supper sometimes we're not willing to give up what we value because we have an illusion that everything is okay because some of us are busy because we bought some land, and now we got some oxen, and and, and 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 things starting to look good. I'm starting to get some clothes, and you know, there's a little pop in my in my bop, and you're to know, walk a little. My chest is up, and 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 see, now I'm driving a, a little car. I'm not driving that little hoopty that you saw a few years ago. Now I got a payment, and I'm doing my thing, and I got this job now. I got this raise, so I'm doing my thing. And many of us act like. Just because the outward appearance looks good, that we don't have no gaps and we don't have no breaches inside. Because we have an illusion that things are all right. That's why I don't like Facebook at times. I keep telling you that Instagram and whatever is out today, Snapchat, you can post anything you want on there and pretend like everything is so different than what it is. You know, I'm like, oh, have you heard about this guy? I was like, no, I haven't, I haven't. He's, man, he's up. <laughs> you haven't seen him on Facebook? Oh, he's doing his thing. I'm like, wait a minute, you talking about the same person? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, who? So and so. In my head, I'm like, man, it's not what it is. But we put this illusion and we start believing this lie and this deception that we are okay. And the honest truth is this, that we're not okay. No matter how much things we own, no matter how many things we buy, no matter how many things we put on, the inside is still broken. God is saying, I'm looking for some people that are willing to acknowledge that they need it. So watch this, God said, okay, bring in the blind, bring in the mean, bring in the lame. Listen, what we don't realize is this, is that the parable, the first three people, they were in distress, even though they had some things, they were still in distress, but those other folks knew something. See, they knew that their life wasn't right. The lame understood that he was lame. And he needed some, some of Jesus. See, the, the blind understood that he couldn't see. So he had to get to the king's house. The maim understood that he was broken. And he had to get to the king's house. See, some of us... Let me preach it. Some of us don't want to be identified as the blind, the lame, and the maim Because we put up this front like everything's okay. But that's why I started the way I started. I was broken, I was the lame, I was blinded, I was maimed, and because of Jesus, I made whole. But without him, I am these things. You have so much pride to come to the table. But Jesus is telling you that in order for your life to be restored, you have to remove the pride. You have to remove what people think, what people say. I thought she had it all together. Look at her. Wow. What happened to Facebook? You have to remove all of that. Don't care what people say. Don't care what people think. What matters is what's the truth. And the truth is that we're broken and that we need to come in and restore lives. I'm not afraid to tell you that I was broken. I'm not afraid to tell you that today I need Jesus more than ever in my life. I'm not afraid to say that. I said I was going to finish with this point, right? I'm going to keep my word. Listen, restoration will cost me what I have invested in. Not only the things I value, but things that you value, you put there's an investment that you've placed in it. When you put your time, your money your energy, your feelings, and your self-worth into something. is hard to let it go. I told you I was going to tell you some things today. It's hard to let it go. If we understand this, you'll leave out of here today with a whole new mindset if we understand this part, right? Doesn't matter how much time, money, energy, self-worth, or feelings you put into something, Or let me just ask you this. You have placed your time, money, energy, self-worth, feeling into this thing. What has it given you back? What has been the reward for it? Ask yourself that. Because 99% of the time is not as much as what you put into it. Right? And so because I know that because we still continue to have breaches in our lives even though we have everything else on the outside. Okay, I'm moving on. Restoration is gonna cost me my plans. And I'm finished with one more, I promise. Sometimes we make plans, and it's good to make plans, like me. Like, I like to make plans. Sometimes my wife is like, whoa, no. Not what we're doing. Slows me down, right? I wanted to start a barber school. And boy, I had some plans. And God said, whoa, nope, that's not what we're doing. You're going to start a church. That's what you're doing. And I had to take my feelings. I had to take what I've invested in. The energy I've put into, the money that I've invested into it, and had to take that and say, God, this is not your plan. I'm going to have to shift my plans to your plans. And this is why we're here today. Because I decided to follow something that God put in my heart and put in Pastor Benny's heart. Amen. So sometimes we have to take our plans and shift them to God's plan. Amen. And last Restoration is going to cost me what I desire. Now watch this. What you desire may not be sinful. So don't misinterpret me. But it may be selfish. It may be selfish. Notice that the the third guy said, hey, I can't come. I got a wife. There's nothing wrong with him having a wife. But let me tell you. A wife shouldn't stop somebody to cook for coming to dinner. He just made an excuse. Selfish. Wanted to stay home with his wife. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to end there. Because I can't even go to the next thing. Listen, church. The enemy does not want you to be restored. I want you to know this. As I said earlier, the enemy is rising up and he wants you to continue a life of unrestoration. He wants you to continue a life of brokenness and you can put up all the front you want. Deep down inside, you know what you really need. And if you want to be successful, it starts with Christ, right? Because a person that builds something... Has to have a strong foundation. Because eventually when it gets too high, the weight begins to give out on the bottom without a good foundation. But when you have a strong foundation, no matter how high that building goes, no matter what type of load it has, that foundation remains strong. And it can carry whatever it puts on it. Amen. And our foundation has to be Jesus Christ. He is our rock. He is our foundation. Amen? Amen? Amen again. God bless you. Thank you for your time, but my time is up.